This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 333 of the Girls Gone Wild podcast. 333. 333. How's it going? Oh, hey. Good morning. So we're recording this uh, way before before we release it, but I just want to give a shout out to everyone who was very patient while our website was down for a few days. Yeah. And uh, all the nice messages we got from people who are like in a panic. Uh, by yeah. now that you're listening to this, it's like well and gone and in the past, but we are recording this in real time. So we just want to say thank you. Yeah, that was quite the disaster. So fun. But here we are. And now I can add like web server admin to my to LinkedIn your profile. resume. Yeah. yeah. You guys come endorse me on LinkedIn. For- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was such a uh, debacle. Yeah, a so the other thing that is on our radar right now is uh, the new episode of the Great British Baking Show and how, what do they call it? They call it the Great British Baking Show on Netflix for the United the Great- States. Yeah, but it's the Great British Bake Off. Okay. Because we get a lot it. of people upset who are like, why do they call it that in the United States? I'm like, yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I really we, don't we know. We don't have the answer to that question. That's just what it's called over here. Why? Yeah, why is it? I different? don't know. Maybe they thought Bake Off was like too sexual. I don't know. <laughs> which, speaking of which, actually, the first episode, so this, they are actually releasing it episode by episode which rather makes than me all so at upset. once. I agree. However, they're doing it at the same time. Like, it comes out three days after it's released in the UK. Oh. And so these are like the hot Fresh off the press. Yeah. Fresh off the the hot gossip. Yeah. Um, And the first episode, like, had a lot. It was, like, sexual. It's very sexual. Like, the guy's cake that was shaped like a a A rocket. rocket (laughs) That looked like a... Yeah. That was, like, the least sexual part of it. That was, like, the the least blatantly sexual part of it. One lady was making a fairy garden, and she kept saying... They thought she was saying furry garden, like furry. And they would not let it drop. And I was like, guys, this is, like... It's not going... Not going great. The other anyway. one, I can't remember what it was. Like, I think it was while he was like sh- shaping the rocket. They just kept yes, like, <laughs> yes, they just, just kept like replaying a zoom in of him just like fondling this like rice crispy, <laughs> yeah, the rice crispy <laughs> like, oh my gosh, tube. yeah, they love their sexual innuendos. It's so great. So yeah, whoever great. the editor is on this season is like real into it. Anyway, oh my, God. my yeah. favorite thing on this planet, one of my, I would say like in my in like. You know, there's like that tier of things in your life where you just really, every time you see it, you're like, oh, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, one of the biggest things is the B-roll of The Great British Breaking Show where they just like cut to like a baby duck for like one second oh. and then they cut back and you're like, what? Their Wait, B-roll. go back to the baby duck. <laughs> what happened to the baby duck? Or the goats just roaming yes, somewhere. But it's not even like it's, an artistic shot of a goat. It's like they're no. like, hey, look, a goat. And they just like pan their camera over and they're like, Back. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm the same way. I'm like, what happened? I want to see more baby animals. And where yeah. are these farm animals? And where is this? Where's the tent? And like, who owns that land where they have just yeah. this magical world of baking and animals? So many questions. If you, if this is like, a, is this a thing in the UK? Like, you can just like erect a tent on like a in like a English garden. I'm so confused. <laughs> Like, could they not get a production studio for this? Oh, I know. That's the thing. I, I mean, don't about. get me wrong. I appreciate greatly that it's in a tent. I love the tent. But then the UK would just be on a, or in the UK, in the US, it would just be on a soundstage. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I think about is like when it rains or there's like, it's hot and they're just having to bake inside a tent. <sighs> so many questions. Yeah. But it's great. I love it. And I love that 
I mean, I when I first saw that there was only one episode and it went to the next episode, it was season six or whatever. I was like, you're like what? what? What happened? Wait, come back. <laughs> I need come back. more. I need more of this in my life. Um, yeah, so that's really good. Um, and then you and I kind of got sucked into watching The Avengers. I hope it wasn't Scott's influence. Oh, God. No, it wasn't. It, and Brandon's already seen it. Yeah. So is Scott. He's Did they seen see it, it together? No, they saw the Star Wars they and it saw came the out. Star Wars movie together. Yeah. Scott is super into all things, uh, what do you even call that? Superheroes? Marvel? Right? Comics. He yeah. loves comi- comics. So he'll read the actual comic books and then he loves the movies. And so he's mm-hmm. like super geeked out about that. Um, but he just would not, he won't let it go that I haven't seen all of the, first of all, all of the movies related to the Avengers. No. I don't even know what they're called. It's far too many. He's very, very much offended by that. And he's like, like I can't believe you haven't seen the the biggest grossing movie of all time. I can't like, believe you haven't seen Ant-Man. Like, what, <laughs> when am I going to watch Ant-Man? <laughs> Although, surprisingly, I did like Ant-Man as a character. But yeah. I was like, guys, I don't have time for all this. I didn't even know who Thanos was. Thanos? Yeah. Thanos. Thanos? Yeah. I don't know. Is it a yeah. long A or a short sure. A? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The big- oh, speaking of uh, pronunciation, I do say Nutella. Not oh, Nutella. No. Okay, if you guys don't know what we're talking about last night, I posted a <laughs> meme on our Instagram stories, and this is really going to date this episode because it literally right. won't come out. I know, all this stuff is like old news, but whatever. But it was, it said, um, are we just going to ignore the fact that there's a whole group of people out there who call it Nutella? You guys know it's not made from hazel newts, right? <laughs> and I laughed way too hard at this. For, like, I'm still laughing about it. It's been mm-hmm. like a whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, Joy, you're wrong. <laughs> I guess so. I say Nutella. Um, but I also kind of feel like it goes up there with people. One of my best friends is from Montana and she says bag instead of bag. Oh, uh, that's like a, she's from Montana. That's yeah. The thing? That's mm-hmm. like a Midwest thing. Yeah. Like, she like, says bag, bagel, bagel, bag. bagel, like a bagel is normal. She also says hand bag. See, I feel like Brandon says bag and bagel. That like bag- bagel, Wait, bagel. He says he bagel. Like, ah. When he says the word bagel, it sounds like the cone head. Like Fraggle Rock? Like Fraggle? No, like bagel. Like, like you know, like, like a- Dan Aykroyd and the cone heads. <laughs> cone heads. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that movie in I far know, too long. Such a I was just skin. talking about Dan Aykroyd with someone the other day. Um, Wait, you were talking was, about Dan Aykroyd? What? Yeah, I think on my boss's boss, we were talking about Dan Aykroyd for some reason. I have my, okay. Here's what you need to know about my boss's boss. He is the most random human on this planet. Like absolutely, one hundred percent the most random. He's fantastic. I like him so much, but he's so random. And when he gets like, I don't know, when he just like needs a brain break, he comes out of his office and he just starts like scanning around. And you're just like, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact, because he's gonna come yeah. over to you. But and just but the other day we had this very long conversation. It was two weeks ago, like the end of the day on Friday or something, he came over and we had this very long conversation about movies in the 80s and 90s. He could hang with my Clueless quotes. Like, not not just could hang, like brought Clueless up. I was like, Whoa. Right, we can be friends. I know, right? Ugh. Because it started with rolling with the homies. Uh, I don't, that was how the whole conversation rolling started. rolling with the homies? Yeah. He did rolling with, he started with rolling with the homies. He led with that. I was like, we're going to be friends. You know... You're going to be best friends for life with someone who says rolling with the homies. Brings with that the up. Homies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then we talked about, they were like, what's that? What was the guy's name? And we we're like, it's like Travis. He's like, no, 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 that wasn't Travis. It was the other guy. And it was like, you know, I'll end. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'll end. I'll end. I'll end. And my buns, they don't oh. feel nothing like steel. Rest in, oh. rest in peace. R.I.P. Brittany. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. okay. Speaking of someone who knows quotes too, Alex Smith. 
How great is we gotta the... have him on the podcast, Alec? Alec, Alec, Alec. Get get on the show. So we do can you just do that a video girls... that went viral like forever ago with the somebody dubbed over like a bunch of BBC um, nature video or nature like animals, and one of them was this like bird that's looking around and it. Like, Alec, 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 <laughs> Alec. <laughs> One of my this favorite- was like back before smartphones even maybe really or like right at that because I remember like having to get on the computer to watch it. Like oh, that's a deep so cut. So long ago. Yeah. Alec, that's a deep cut. Um, come on the podcast, Alec. We will just, we should, remember last year when we did that like Mean Girls commentary show with, yeah, Julie? with Julie? We should do that exact same thing with Alec. We really He should. was in Denver this week too. So he comes to Denver. That. Yeah. He went to Omnia. I was like, don't know what Omnia. He went to come. Omnia? Yeah. <sighs> I did, I miss that. Yeah, yeah it's like, dude, don't go, don't go to Omnia. Come to Joy's house and watch Mean Girls. Seriously, Training what? is not important. Mean yeah. Girls is what's important, Alec, as you yeah. know. Which he looks like Aaron Samuels. So he looks exactly like Aaron you know. Samuels. Since we can't get real Aaron Samuels, even though we are one degree of separation away from Aaron Samuels because of that one time that we said he was one hit wonder, which he is. <laughs> what else has he been in? Everyone so, just knows him as Aaron Samuels. I just, I stand by that statement. Can we just say? That we do have a listener who knows him, who knows the real Aaron Samuels. The real the actor. And and messaged him and was like... When his cookbook you, came out. Because he made a cookbook, yes. Jonathan Bennett, because he made a cookbook called The Burn Book. Which, first of all, I feel like is a weird way to name a cookbook because like, you're going to burn your food. But so she was like, these girls are obsessed with Mean Girls. They are obsessed with you. They would love to have you on your podcast. So he listened to one of our episodes and it was the one episode the one where episode. like right off the bat, we're like, yeah, he's a one hit wonder. And he was like, I don't think I want to go on, an, on a podcast where they call me one hit wonder. I was like, you just came out with a cookbook called The Burn Book. Like you are milking this. Own it. Just own it. Yeah. You're a regulation hottie. Own it. And we love him so much. And every so much. episode that we've ever talked about him is so loving. And because that was like the one time. That was one time, one, Jonathan Bennett. Was one, one comment about him being a one hit wonder is the one episode, like not even a minute in, he listens no. to that piece. And then he's like, I don't want to be on a podcast. I'm like, oh my God, if you only knew how much we love you. If you only knew. Like, what else is he even on? I'm, I'm, I'm on the, his IMDb right now. And it's like, I mean, he's in a bunch of other stuff, but it's all like TV movies. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just got really sad because I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's, you do need to own that. Whatever. I'm sorry. I mean, (laughs) you need to own it. And like, what else would we have talked to him about? I just don't even know. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm sorry. Nobody knows what any of these other things are. He was in a Van Wilder movie. He was in a Van Wilder remake. That's probably it. He was in the prequel to Dukes of Hazzard, Cheaper by the Dozen two like guys mean girls was by far the most successful thing you've been in just own it yeah i mean no we're not like hating on it we're just no stating in fact, the fact the opposite we think it's great whatever doesn't matter that ship has sailed but you yeah. know what ship has not sailed crossfit aaron samuels aka alec, ba- alec baldwin <laughs> okay alec smith who's fantastic and looks just like aaron samuels and his hair looks sexy pushback and we just want to talk to him and talk about mean girls and Alec. also, so he came out a couple weeks ago, which is why this is sort of coming up. And his video, his coming out video got reposted by Ellen. Ellen. Just, yeah, he is blowing up on the socials. He is. He is hashtag goals. I want to take a little bit of a, of a turn. Are we, are we done wrapping, wrapping that up? Are we done just talking about nothing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can be talking about that. nothing. 
because we got a good voice memo that is like been my dream for people to send us voice memos. And this is like the first one we've got, we've received in a while. And if you don't know how to do this, there's a voice memo app on your phone. If you have an iPhone, I know a lot of people, you have iPhones, but if you don't have whatever phone you have, I know there's a capability for you to do a voice memo like to yourself and you save it and you can email it. So you can email it to girlsgonewad at gmail.com, share your thoughts. So here's one that is in response to the respectful convos conversation. And I just want to share this because this is from Anna in Germany. Hey, Joy and Claire, this is Anna calling in from Germany. Not actually calling in, but um, I always wanted to call in live because I always listen to you guys in the car and I always have so much to say. Um, but this is the first time that I'm actually saying something because I listened to the respective, uh, respectful convo episode, which I liked very much. And I also like the email from the listener, uh, from the cop. And I get her perspective. Uh, my sister is a cop as well here in Germany. But um, I would like to at least highlight a little bit the European point of view too because I get the Second Amendment I understand where it's coming from and back then it was probably a really good idea but um, here in Germany or in Europe especially it's really hard to buy guns and uh, if you have them you have very strict laws on how to store them even if you want to become like a hunter you have to pass really really hard classes and I think it does help and yes of course if you really want to kill somebody um, you can probably buy guns um, like you can buy drugs even though they're illegal and probably a lot of the young people between 16 and 18 do know how to get into the dark net which I don't but um, I think that getting a gun here is a real hassle and that means it takes time it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of money and that stops probably quite a lot of people. We do have mass shootings um, in Europe. I think a lot of people know about what happened in Norway. We also had a big school shooting in Germany, but it's a lot less. And considering that we're all first world, Western, relatively similar cultures uh, compared to the United States, I think we don't have people that are or we don't have more people that are mentally unstable or that are plain right evil or that have anger that leads them to that. We probably have just as many. So there must be some valid point to, to gun law and, and regulation. And I agree that it's not a mental health issue um, from the way Joy sees it. Because yes, happy people probably don't go around killing people. Um, but calling it a mental health issue makes it seem like okay that person was maybe depressed or um, had any other mental clinical mental issues uh, which I don't think they have to have uh, it's, I probably think it's more anger disappointment things like that they're probably not mentally stable but I don't think they necessarily classify us um, a mental health problem as we usually call them so not depression or something like that um, and I think it does a disservice to to all those people who do suffer from mental health issues 
um, if, if we just stamp that stamp on a mass murderer or a shooter or something. Uh, yeah, that's just my perspective. Um, I hope you, you can get to listen to it. I will send it by email. Um, and yeah, I wanted to give the European opinion so many times, especially when, when Claire talked about birth and how much it cost, which is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. Uh, my birth was pretty much free, I think. I probably paid like $150 or something for extra services like my boyfriend rooming in with us. But um, yeah, different time for a different story. Um, I even pretended, walking up Kilimanjaro, I pretended that you guys were interviewing me and I just retold the crazy story of our drugged guide and just just to keep me going. So um, thank you guys for, for all that you do. I love listening to you guys. Uh, I answer a lot of your Instagrams. I hope I don't annoy anyone. Uh, but this time I, I really deemed it necessary to give my unwanted opinion. So thank you. How cute is she? I love her. She and first of all, that opinion was not unwanted at all. And she says very much wanted. We she want says, give her opinions. unwanted opinion. We really want it. And she also always uh, messages and comments on my personal Instagram because she has a really sweet little girl who's almost about to be one years old. By the time that we release this, she might turn one. And um, so yeah, we've we've we bonded a little bit over on the Instagrams. So that was so great. Thank you for sending that. Thank and you for I, sending that. And I love hearing the, the European perspective. Yeah, I and agree. please, 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 no matter where you are, send us a voice memo. Give us your feedback. That's just so great. Also to hear your voices. We love hearing yes, from you. Yes, we love it. In whatever way, shape, or form. So truly, it's so easy. We don't care if you just record it while you're driving and then send it to us when you're not driving. But that's just one other way for us to... And we can play it on the podcast. and you, Or we don't have to. You can always write and say, please don't share this on the podcast, but we'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to share it on the podcast as well. I was just blown away. And I know it's out there and I know this, but when I actually hear people talk about their healthcare system and how much different it is here in the United States, like $150 maybe for her birth, just because her boyfriend had to stay with her or had to stay overnight in the hotel. That's, hotel, that's not even an hospital. option for, well, I mean, at like most American hospitals, there's like a little couch where it's like, this is your partner. Your partner can sleep in there with you. It's like, yeah, if he like is... Or like shaped. a big lazy boy chair, like yeah, exactly. Is he shaped yeah. exactly like Brandon. Like I hope that you don't weigh more than like 150 pounds because you can't. It's not even the size of a twin bed. Yeah, it's like a little. It's like an ironing board. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ugh, okay, yeah. Don't. I don't even want to go down that path because don't I'll go get down raging. But I will say because this is a hot topic right now, just in the United States, states especially. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent uh, because we've addressed this for now. However, there has been another shooting in Texas uh, as of this recording. It's happened like two days ago. And um, I just I just want to kind of put a pin in this for <laughs> and come back to it another time. But I did want to say that when she brought up the barriers that it takes for someone to actually obtain a gun, there's so many steps and it costs a lot of money. And what is the harm in putting in all of these bar barriers and checks and balances for someone to own something that could really harm a lot of people? Are we naive to think that it's going to completely wipe away the issue? No. We know that this is not going to take every opportunity away, but it just 
uh, what, like, why wouldn't you make it harder? And so I think I was listening on the way back from the gym this morning to CNN, and there was this woman that they were interviewing about the incident in Texas, and this woman was just fired up. And I had, I had tuned in too late to really understand what her position was. I want to say she was a civilian. She wasn't a politician, but her comment was, hey, politicians, we didn't elect you for your thoughts and prayers. Like, we didn't elect you to pray. We elected you to get ish done and to do something about this. And I was just like, hell yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's how I feel. Like we are so, we're so tired of the, the reason why everyone gets really mad about thoughts and prayers is because nothing's happening. So we're like, okay, same thing, same time, um, same crap, different day. So thank you again, Anna, for your perspective and just showing how different it is where you are and truly the differences that it can make for a nation right now. We are just hurting. And so really, really appreciate that. And thank you everyone for having these respectful conversations because this is how we grow and learn. Moving on, taking another turn. I got a road bike and I'm really excited about it. And I just had to talk about it for a moment. <laughs> Because this has been, for everyone listening, just quick backstory is Scott's had a road bike for probably five, six years. He's wanted me to get a road bike so we could ride together. I've never wanted one for a million and one different reasons, mainly because I am terrified of riding a bike with cars on the road. Like I just cannot coexist with riding a road bike and seeing people get hit by cars. And not only that is when I, not that I've actually seen that happen, but you hear horror stories, right? And so being a runner, my logic in the past and the story I've kind of stuck to over the years has been, well, if I'm a runner, I can control my body. I can control when I see a car. I can control that I'm that I usually run against traffic so I can see cars coming and I am the one to adjust if they're too close versus relying on the cars to see me. And so because when you're biking, you can't do that. You have to follow the rules of the road is that just has always been something that I kind of tell a story of anxiety for myself. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that. But over the years, I've really kind of saw a how much Scott loves it. And he goes riding with his buddies on the weekends. And I've always been like, Oh, that's just looks so much fun. The other barrier that's been really important for me is is money. And it's really expensive. And I my theory on that is like, gosh, when if I could just go to a gym and pay you know, an affordable amount a month, which I cross it's still pretty expensive, but I think about like running, you can just buy a pair of shoes and run or whatever, whatever, all these excuses. But money was the other thing is so like, if I really want a good bike, they're so expensive. There's so much gear. And every time I'd walk into a bike store, I'd be like, Oh, there's so many decisions. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know where to start. So it was like this constant conversation I was having with myself over the years. It was like telling myself, oh, I just don't want to do that. And I'm the type of person too that I admittedly make things harder than they need to be just because that's a part of my personality and anxiety. And so I will make things just this huge, enormous problem in my head. And then I'm like, okay, it doesn't have to be this hard. So last weekend or a couple of weekends ago, Scott and I were just kind of tooling around and I was like, you know what? I think I kind of want to, I'm thinking about getting a bike. And I knew the second I said that, that I was just like, Joy, you have to be prepared that once you say this to Scott, right, you cannot casually mention products you want to Scott. You cannot, you can. And I can't, that is the, I cannot overstate that. Like it is so funny. The I've even done it. And then like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm really thinking about like, you know, 
I just still got like the time that I texted Scott being like, Hey, do you know where Brandon can find a suit? And he was like, Oh, well like here's five, here's five options. J Crew's actually having a sale. And like, what's his jacket size? Cause like I have a new suit. I just got like, <laughs> I was like, Whoa, I thought you're going to be like, yeah, I've had some good luck at Nordstrom rack. Yeah. No. Yeah. You gotta like, be ready for the full. You have to be ready for a PowerPoint presentation of all the places you could go to and then a follow through because he, he makes it his problem. So one of my biggest jokes with him at home is always like, don't make this your problem. This is not your problem. Don't make this your problem. So the second I said that, I knew that I was like, okay, Joey, you have to be prepared that this whole weekend we will be looking for a bike because he will make it his personal mission to make this happen. So of course I say that. And I said, I just need you to be aware that I just want to look like I set some boundaries. <laughs> like hearing myself say this, I'm like, Joy, it's just a freaking bike. But it was a big deal to me. So we go to this Wheat Ridge Cyclery, which is um, right next to uh, our house. And so we go to Wheat Ridge Cycle. We look at the bikes and the sales guy was so nice. Like the second I walked in, I was like, whew, like taking a deep breath. There's like so many things around me. And the guy walks up and he's like, hey, are you looking for something? And I was like, no, we're good. <laughs> And Scott's like, actually, where are your, your women road bikes? And so he starts, like, from the second that started, I could tell that he was the type of, like, salesperson who knew that it was really overwhelming for some people, especially if you're brand new. So he was like, okay, let's go over here. So he kind of, like, took the reins and, like, led me over to get fitted. And then he just gave me, like, three bikes to go try. He didn't ask me any questions. He was, like, doing it for me. And that was, like, I think that was, like, the kicker. Because I was like, oh, the second someone started, like, asking me questions about what I wanted, I was like, I don't know, because I've never done this before. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> super defensive. Um, so by the end of the weekend, I got a road bike. It was amazing. I was very excited. I gave it a day to kind of think about it after we did all like the fitting and the trials and everything. And um, my same friend in Montana, he's a big road biker. And so I was texting her and I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I'm looking at. She's like, Joy, just don't overthink it. Just do it. There's so much stuff that goes along with road biking that you don't know until. And so I was trying to think about it like in comparison to CrossFit too. Like once you start CrossFit, like don't overthink your shoes. Don't overthink your outfits. Like all of that as well is like, just don't overthink it. Just start. So she's like, you will, you'll get to know it after like a year or two of road biking. So don't think about it right now. Like what you have is great. This looks like a great start. And so I went back and I got it because the, the other thing I was like, if I don't get it now, I'll talk myself out of it. So I got it and I went on a short ride that night. It was so much fun and it's really difficult. And so I, there's truly where we live is like perfect for road biking because we have all these paths really close to our house. These, these bike paths where obviously you're not really biking on roads with cars. So I, I've been doing that a lot, but it's just so funny because like, it's really, truly the first time in so long that I've done something without like having music in my ears. Like I'm just not riding with anything in my ears right now. Cause I just want to get used to biking and like getting used to that sensation and like the noises and the things around me. Um, cause you really have to pay attention. And so that has just been something so good for me mentally and the feeling of just kind of like flying around town and I'm like, oh, now I get it. Because with running, you see like maybe a mile or two of your surroundings like around you. And I just, you know, have we, we beefed up a ride. Scott and I went to Golden. It's one of Scott's favorite paths to take. And it's about 22 miles, 24 miles round trip. And just the thought of like doing that on a weekend of just like seeing all that around you. 
and like going to Golden and being like, hey, let's go have a beer or, you know, go get coffee. And then turning around is just really, really cool because it's like I'm st- I'm seeing things around my city that I just haven't seen before. Like I've never been on the Clear Creek path and it's beautiful and there's like water running. And I always think of Claire because I'm like, I, w- I really wish I could just get off this bike and put my feet in the water because it's like <laughs> Claire would really want to put her feet in this path. You have in this to. Pool. <laughs> it's like it's a cute little creek. Um, so that's just been a huge step for me as, as silly as that may sound to some people who maybe do that a lot. But it, I think for anyone listening, if you're kind of going through something where you're like scared to try it, like, Hey, I did it and it was okay. And I'm okay. And you really just have to start. So that was like a good lesson for me to a reminder, a good reminder, because I tend to do things in my life that are pretty safe and pretty predictable. Um, and so the other thing that I love too, is like, being able to do something like this with Scott, has, it's just really good for us. So fun. I used to do that a lot in college. I had a road bike and yeah. Um, I would yeah go on like long rides. I'm trying to think like, yeah, it is crazy because you can just bike. I mean, like, you know, biking 20, 30 miles is, especially if it's round trip, like it's not that much. Yeah, it's really not. And you can do that. And then, you know, in the half of a day, even with a lunch stop, I used to yeah. do that. I'm trying to think where I would go. I mean, I would bike, like when I was in college, I biked everywhere. I biked to camp, to and from campus. I had a little red specialized road bike and I loved it. And then I sold it when I moved to Denver because I needed to make rent one month. Maybe I should get a new one. Yeah. You lived in the biking capital of the world. Like, oh Boulder yeah. Downtown Boulder. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. So we, I had a great, like, I'm th- well, that's why I think I'm having a hard time thinking like, where did I go? Cause like, I just went everywhere. Like there was nowhere that you couldn't and everyone had a bike. Yeah. And so it wasn't weird. It was just like, yeah, we're biking there. Yeah. It was just, but no, I really loved it. Yeah. Now yeah. I get the culture for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love learning about that. And I love just kind of being, this sounds really weird too, but I, I'm not good at it. Like I just, like we went yesterday and I was dying. I mean, there was like, it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to get used to. It's a lot of stamina and endurance and you have to really be, you just have to have like a, a strong motor and I'm like pretty good cardiovascularly, but my legs are just like trying to keep up with Scott. I was, I was dying. I was like, this is so hard. How do you do this? And like the Hills, like going to golden is like a constant incline. So you're just like, by the time you get to golden, you are just wiped. And then the, the ride back is great, but there's just some, you know, different parts of my body that I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. So I'm excited to get better at it. I think there's, you know, a lot of really cool places that we can go together and just kind of having that new hobby feels really good. So yeah, shout out to everyone out there trying new things. Did trying you, are you going to name your bike? No, uh, that's a good question. Did you name your bike? Mm-hmm. What was it? It was, it was named Rosie. It was Rosie? A little, red, you know, a little red road bike. Rosie, the little red road bike. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have to pick a name. Now you have to pick a name. What color is your bike? It's just black and it has like a blue, like a little bit of blue on it. Hmm. Actually, no, it's like Scott would say it's navy. This is so funny. Like I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's uh-huh. black. Scott's like, it's navy. It's navy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll think of some names for you. Okay, great. So I posted... I posted this article on our Facebook page, well, just recently from when we're recording this, but it's all about, it's from Jennifer Weiner, who has, she's an author. She's written a ton of really cool books. Um, So she talked a little bit about the title of the article. And if you go on our Facebook page, you can see it, Girls Gone Wad Facebook page. And it's an opinion 
article and it's called The Abrupt End of My Big Girl Summer. And so she just talks a lot about all of this women, female empowerment messaging and kind of like how she has been looking up to Lizzo. And it's just kind of like that body confidence state of mind. And then she says, well, then the trailer for Top Gun dropped. And I'm so glad she wrote this because she, once she, when she said it, I was like, yes, that's what bugged me about that trailer. And it crossed my mind. But the other thing that drove me nuts, well, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Basically, she was saying like, I'll just do a quick uh, skim of what she said. At 57, Tom Cruise still fits into his circa 1986 leather jacket, still rides his motorcycle without a helmet, and looks as if there's just got to be a portrait of his face rotting in an attic somewhere, or as if he sold his soul to Zeno. Zeno. <laughs> even if he wasn't so eerily well-preserved, even if he'd aged the way his co-stars uh, have, he'd probably still be the leading, leading the franchise. Men are allowed to age, to wrinkle and gain weight, and still make millions staring in 10-pole summer films. And so... What bugged me about the trailer is like, yes, Tom Cruise is like still looking fabulous and aging, but no mention of Kelly McGillis, who was the his love interest in the original Top Gun, and they replace it with this young looking female. And it's just a trailer and there's really no, there's nothing more than two minutes of us being able to see what this movie's going to be about. But I remember seeing that and being like, who's that young chick? And where's Kelly McGillis in all of this? And so they posted a photo um, on this article, too, of Kelly McGillis. And I don't know if you can see, but like, this is her now. And she's an appropriately aged woman, the same age as Tom. And so she just kind of goes on to say, like, she quotes Kelly McGillis, right? She quotes her. This is a direct quote. It says, I'm old and I'm fat. I look age appropriate for what my age is. And that is not what the whole scene is about, um, referring to Hollywood. But, but she said, I'd much rather feel absolutely secure in my skin and who and what I am at my age as opposed to placing a value on all that other stuff. So anyway, so really encourage you to read the whole article. I don't want to get into the whole thing here, but that's kind of the gist of it. And really just wanted to kind of point out how annoyed I was that I saw that. And I was like, it crossed my mind. Here's the other thing that bugs me. The fact that I saw that, it it was kind of a question mark in my head, but I let it go because I couldn't pinpoint what it was that bugged me about it. I just remember thinking like, who's that other girl? But then when I saw that article, I was like, yes, that's why I was annoyed. Like here, Tom Cruise can be, can age and make millions, but then they have to replace it with this young looking hot chick. What? (laughs) Come on guys. So mad. (laughs) Like we can do better. Okay. So that aside, the one thing that will save us is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Lizzo, right? So uh, I texted Claire the other day because I was sitting on my couch. I was sitting on my couch and I was just resting. And all of a sudden I saw Alexander, I'm going to say AOC, was doing a Facebook live or sorry, an Instagram live. And so I clicked on it and she was making Annie's macaroni and cheese in her kitchen, answering questions from the audience. Just amazing. You're just making... That's like her thing. She always does that. She always does Instagram lives while she's like making instant pot mac and cheese. Like just, yeah. Just living her life, answering questions from the public and being very gracious with her time. I'm sure she works all day long and then comes home and is still talking to people, making mac and cheese. And so I was texting Claire. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm watching AOC make mac and cheese, answering questions from people on her Insta stories. And Claire's like, 
AOC and Lizzo are, are going to save us. Like, we're going to be okay. So I think that's kind of what I'm holding on to right now. That's, like, I, I look at them and I'm like, you know what? We're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to be we okay. We're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so good. it has to be okay. It has okay. to be. We have no choice. <laughs> Just has to be okay. Okay, let's wrap up with give us a life update on your job, on how the kids are doing. Yeah, and then I'll, I know. I, f- I will end on a quick birthday note because it'll be past my forty second birthday yeah. after this year's. It's your birthday month. It's my birthday month. Which uh, there's so <laughs> many people I've read out there that like hate when people are like it. You you get a day. You don't get a season. I'm like I beg to differ. I get a season if I want a season. Um, it's my party and I can have it last 30 days if I want to. I know. I feel like I like don't have that much, inter- that many interesting things to say this week. It's just been a big year. <laughs> um, so I that feel like we're period, kind of, the end, period, yeah. the end. What's new for us? Work's going good. I really do like my job. I'm getting ready to do a lot of travel in September and October. So we'll see how I feel about my job at the end of October. But no, it's been going great. We kind of just have been like hunkered down trying to get into our new routine. Brandon has, I know I've already said this, but Brandon has officially started his new role as a surgical nurse. He's really enjoying that. He's been doing a bunch of training though. And he has to drive down to Porter, which is like on the other side of Denver, which it's like an hour drive for him. So he has to do that twice a week. So I know a lot of you probably are like, yeah, an hour commute is like my day to day, but it's not. He typically works 10 minutes away. So that has been a big shift, but it's only two days a week for the first like two months. So he's almost done with that. And, but yeah, he's really liking it, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, I think like his, I know I've talked about his sister moved in with us. She is 20, just turned 26. um, And she's moved in with us to be our nanny basically. And so she'll be here for about six months and at least six months. And she's been killing it. She's like hiked 14 or the other night, like in the dark for a sunrise, oh, like you do amazing. when you're 26. Yeah. And um, it's been going, that's been going super well. So yeah, I feel like we, we, you know, we like put a lot of things into motion earlier this summer and we kind of just like had to white knuckle it through the summer. But now Miles is finally back in school. Brandon finally started his job. His sister finally got here. And now we can kind of like get into a routine at least for the next six months while his sister's here. And so yeah. it feels good to be there. It feels good to like be able to sit for like two seconds and be like, okay, this is how it's going to be for at least a couple of months. Like a little bit of like predictable routine. Yeah. Which um, we don't get a lot of. We did get a listener question that I wanted to ask kind of related to that. She wants to know if you have advice for going back to work and leaving your baby. Like, have you learned anything new this time around? It's hard. You know, I think the biggest thing that I just remind myself is that kids, first of all, like they'll cry and it's not because they're being traumatized. It's just because it's a new situation and, you know, your kid cries about a lot of things. And I'm not saying that like it's not very, it's not hard for them to be separated from you, but I think we really project a lot more trauma onto them than what they're really experiencing because they're in a loving environment. So they're being, they're safe, they're being taken care of. You know, I think I just always have to remind myself of that, that like I'm absolutely doing the best thing that I can. Like I'm giving them to, you know, I'm leaving them in a really great safe place. And I think the other thing that I always try to remind myself is like kids only know what they're, they only know what they know, if that makes sense. Like basically your, your child is not sitting there thinking like, if only I was at home with mom, you know, they really are just like I even tell people this because since my parents are divorced, sometimes if I have friends who are getting divorced, they'll say like, what was it like 
to grow up with divorced parents. I was like, it was just my life. And I'm not comparing. This is about, that might've been a bad comparison. I don't mean to compare like dropping your kid off with daycare of like getting divorced, but I just mean that like even much harder things than being dropped off with daycare, just when you're living it as a child, just come across as like, yeah, this is just my life. Like, this is just what I do. And so after those first couple of difficult transitions, like people will say like, this is so much harder for you than it is for them. And it really, really, really is. And so try as hard as you can to not project the way that you're feeling all these complicated emotions onto your baby because they are not feeling that. And it's not that they don't miss you. It's not that this isn't a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal to them as it is to you. And so just continue to tell yourself that and remind yourself of that. And also remind yourself that like, I really, really tell myself all the time, this, anything that I'm doing, if it really becomes that big of a problem, I can find another option. You know, like if I was at the point and I'm, I, you know, after the first couple of days, you really do get used to it, but, or you get more used to it. And there are hard days. So like there would be days where just for no particular reason, I would go to drop miles off and he would lose it. And that would be, and he would be screaming, crying, mommy, don't leave, mommy, don't leave. And I would get back in the car and cry like for sure. But those days become fewer and farther between and like, it's just, yeah, you, you really just have to have that, that bigger picture perspective if you can. And I, and also just also know that like, it's totally normal to cry the first couple of times you drop your kid off and just embrace it, build in a little bit extra time, pack some extra, ma- you know, don't put your mascara on before you drop them off. Wait until after. <laughs> um, and it's hard and we're, you know, we all, we experience, we all experience it and you are not alone in that feeling. And, but I think like it gave me, it gave me a lot of comfort to think like, you know what, if at the end of the day, I just can't, it's been six months and every single day I'm still feeling just heartbroken. Then guess what? I can find, I can try to find a different job where maybe I can work from home a little bit more. And you know, like that obviously is a huge, that would be a big decision. That would be a big shift, but like that is an option. And so I always just try to remind myself too that like in a way I'm choosing this. I'm choosing not necessarily maybe to need to have an income, but I'm choosing to drop them off and I'm choosing to, to you know, have a job that's outside of my house. And so if I really, 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 really needed to, I could work, I could, I could go through the process of finding a job where I worked from home. Um, and it might not be immediate. It might take several months to find the right fit, but like I just, I, I, it helps me so much when I transit, when I have go through transitions, which I do, it feels like constantly to remind myself that like, there's always another door to walk through if I need it. Yep. And you always have options. You you always always have options. options. You can always make options for yourself. And even if it would be a really, really hard thing to do, like there's, you know, whoever is listening to that is probably listening to this thinking or whoever asked that is probably like, Claire, I can't just quit my job and work from home. Right. Like you can though, if, you know, if, if that was your number one priority, but you may not be tomorrow to develop a plan. Exactly. It may not be easy. I'm a big believer. Like the second you set things in motion with like a goal or a plan, like you will start to see things pop up in your plat in your path. So it's not like it's going to happen tomorrow, but if you start to think like, Oh, I kind of really want to make this happen for myself. Like you really can. It also reminds me of the Shonda Ryan's book. Is that the year of yes? When she talks about like, you're always going to have guilt. Like you're never going to be able to say I am 100% doing it all at home and I'm 100% doing it all at my job. And she's like, and I I think of you, Claire, where you're like, I don't think I was cut out to be a stay at home mom. Like I really want to work. I want to get out of the house. I want to kind of have a routine. And that is a, a mental health perspective where you're like, I am taking care of me mentally, physically, emotionally, 
that allows you to be a better mom. So it's kind of like you're always taking from some part of the pie that you feel like you need to have 100% in every single category. And what kids are going to remember is like how you present as a mom, not whether or not you were like 100% at home. Because if you're 100% at home and you're miserable, guess what? Like that's going to that they're going to remember that. Yeah. It's just, there's really like, there's no perfect way to do it. There's pros and cons to every situation because being a mom is hard, no matter how you slice it. And you know, whether you're every mom needs to make their decision for themselves and their family. And, and yeah. And I just am a big believer, whether you're a mom or not, like when you're, when you're up against big transitions in your life to just remind yourself, like, if this is not a good fit, then I'll find something else that is. And, you know, I feel like we, we can all feel so overwhelmed and so trapped by the inevitability of what we feel like is like, well, I, you know, this, I just have to go down this path now. And I think maternity leave is like the biggest, one of the biggest ones of those, because you're given such a short amount of time at home with your baby. It's just so it's, I mean, it's, it's messed up. And so also, you know, know that, that like our system is not doing any, you any favors, And you're not supposed to have to leave your baby at three months old. Like that's just, it's unnatural. And so the feelings of separation that you're feeling are very, very valid. And you know, it just, it sucks. Yeah. I I actually have been thinking about wanting to do like a little recap in an episode soon about like what I've learned, you know, about two years after quitting my job and how, you know, it's like I'm back in a corporate job now and I didn't necessarily, that wasn't necessarily not my goal to like never have to work in an office again, but yeah, I just want to one one day soon we'll we'll recap that. But Love I think it. like the biggest takeaway is kind of what I'm saying, which is that like you no decision really is totally permanent. Like right. every time that there's a big transition, there's another door that you can walk through if that didn't feel like a good fit. Right. All right. Can we ask one more quick question? We got this a couple weeks ago. A couple people asked this, and I know we've addressed it before, but let's just browse through this again because I saw it come up twice. And it feels a little repetitive, but I'm like People are still asking this. We're going to keep answering it. And it has to do with letting go of guilt around exercise, which I know your patterns and your um, routines with exercise have probably been waxed and waned over the past couple of years. But she, a couple of the listeners, first of all, just asked about like guilt around not going to the gym um, and kind of that negative self-talk. And then someone else was like, how do you balance that when you're still like directed towards me? who's dealt with that guilt over the years and like still being able to go to a gym and just work out for your health. So I think really the big question is like, bottom line, how do you navigate that guilty feeling as it relates to either fitting it into your life or if you're going, feeling like you have a healthy relationship with it? So why don't you start with what you, like your mindset around working out or movement, let's just call it movement, like movement in your life. As we look at it, you know, with this podcast, especially people kind of relate it to like being in the gym, which I don't really believe that has to, it has to be that anymore. But where are you at with that? Just on a mental, this is such a big question. I feel like this is like, could be its own episode. (laughs) I think. Can we um, just briefly discuss it? And then if listeners yes. have additional questions, yeah. like let's open it up for more for the next time. I This is going to sound so sim- like such a simplistic answer, but like I've really just had to let it go. Like I've really just had to take that out of the things that define me and take that out of the things that I really have available to me every day. 
you know, I would love to be able to move every day. I don't and I can't right now. It's not a priority. And, you know, people are always like, try, stop, try saying like, it's not a priority instead of I don't have time and see how that feels. Like, I don't, F you. it's not I a priority. Great. Yeah, there I don't it love is. When people are like, if you say you don't have time, what you're saying is it's not a priority. I'm like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, like, that <laughs> is what I'm saying. Stop trying to shame me for having priorities that aren't like going to the gym. <laughs> I have priorities that aren't going to the gym. There, yeah, big deal. That's like, that's like what I ever see, I see that meme or that oh, quote. I hate it's like, that. Yeah, if it's like, you're if you're saying it's you don't have time, you're saying it's not a priority. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Correct. With you. So you correct. Agree. <laughs> so you agree. You think you're really pretty. So you agree. It's not a priority. Yes, correct. I. It's just not. I. It's not a priority for me to go to the gym right now because my priority. I have very, very, very little time with my kids. I have at most about three hours a day with them waking hours and I've tried waking up before they do if I'm awake they can sense it and they just get up so that doesn't work so I was like setting my alarm for five to try to work out in my garage and then like 5 10 here comes miles I'm like what you're not supposed to be up for like another hour and a half he's like I could smell you being awake it's like the shift in the energy of the house he just senses it and wakes up and I was like this is I like this is 100% not worth having my four-year-old almost four-year-old get up at 5 a.m (laughs) for this I, I know like other moms who are listening are like, yes, this is a real thing. Like if you're up and you're trying to get people are like, I get up early before my kids so I can have coffee. I'm like, how? How do they send? They have they like, can, they have a radar that's like, they boop, do. Boop, They're like, mom's, mom's trying wake. to have alone. Mom's trying to have alone time. <laughs> I must, must go. interject. Yeah. The bat signal. And I can't do it at night either. You know, I like tried doing it after they went to sleep, but now I'm getting done working out at like 930 at night and I'm laying in bed till 11 o'clock because my body's like, I thought, wait, oh, wait so a minute. Wired. I thought yeah. we were up. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't work out and then immediately go to bed. That's not how this works. Crap. Right, right. I've, I've tried doing it over lunch. That sometimes works, but not in the middle of summer when it's 100 degrees at noon, like not into that. So guys, I've, I've tried. <laughs> And it's just not a priority. I just, just I have, I've had to let it go. This is my yeah. short answer is I just have had to let it go. And I just have had to be okay with that. And like, there's, you know, there's so many follow questions. Like, how do you let it go? How are how you, okay do you with let that? it go? Right. I can't really answer that question because honestly, like, you know what? I truly think because let me, let me save you for one second, because it's like my answer to that. And I do agree that we can address this in a different episode with people. If you want to submit your questions or comments or hows, my answer to that is also I had to let it go. And really the only way I can say I've done, I have accomplished that is with time and with practice. And it's not perfect every day, but uh, I do encourage if you cannot do it on your own, go talk to a therapist. But it's truly something where I had to completely recognize every single day. And also because I'm turning 42 or since this, you know, when this episode releases, I'll have just turned 42. And I'm like, I just... That is just not a priority for me anymore. Like I, it it, it it doesn't serve me. It doesn't accomplish anything. I think we're kind of on the other side of stopping the comparison on social media. Social media really played into that with me as well, where I'd see things and I'm like, oh, I got to keep up with everything else that's going on. I have to keep up with this mentality. And that just, you know, I realized at the end of the day, I was like, that's kind of silly. Uh, why am I doing that? Okay, it doesn't serve me. And it's practice, practice, practice. It is not something that you can just flip a switch. It really isn't. Like, so Claire and I kind of talk about that and we are, you know, making it a little more simplistic and brief because it's the end of this episode, but let's talk about it some more. And I think that having that conversation of the hows and hearing from other listeners of how you've accomplished that is really important. So we'd love to hear from you. 
send us a voice memo. But that is truly where I'm at is I'm like, that just, you know, the macro counting history, the food worry, the obsession, and maybe too, it's just because Claire and I have learned so much from doing this podcast. And we've talked to everybody and seen so many things that we know that that the answer isn't like some magic pill and the answer isn't controlling your food and the answer, I mean, none of that is, so we've kind of tried it all as well. And so we've seen a lot and I think we can say with confidence, like, oh yeah, that doesn't lead anywhere fun. So letting go and taking care of yourself with a balanced approach is kind of where you need to be. So letting it go is not, we don't mean to kind of oversimplify that, but truly it's the practice of being like, God, I'm so tired. You know what it is, Claire? I'm just tired. I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm so, t- I'm just done. It's like that whole thing where you're like, I'm just dropping it because it feels so heavy. I'm so tired of all that mentality. I remember like around probably about three years ago at this point where I've, for the very first time, I was like, you know, what? I just don't care about what my body looks right now. Like, I just don't care. And I remember even at the time myself thinking like, I feel like there should be more to it than that. <laughs> like, I feel like I should be able to speak to more than just like, I don't care. But like, truly, truly, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, it's not that, don't care. here's the thing. It's not that I don't care about wanting to move. Right. It's not that I don't want to. No. It's not that I don't recognize the value of it. It's not that right. I don't think I should or, right. you know, it's not, but like, I feel like I've made every reasonable effort to make it a part of my life and it, there's just not space for it on a regular basis right now. And maybe that'll change in a week or a month. Maybe it won't change for a year. But like, I just only have so many F's to give right now. And this is not one of them. Right, right. Yeah. And as long as you feel like you're living a, like you're taking care of yourself. And, and I, that's the thing. I, is I'm actually, thing is I don't like, feel that way. Like I kind of don't. I kind of feel like I've had to let go of a lot of things that are like, this is how I take care of myself. Because realistically, like I only have so many hours in the day. Right. And so like, I'm a new mom. Well, like I feel like this is I'm not saying. a phase of your life. Yeah. You are taking care of yourself though, because but you're not taking taking care of yourself in like the Instagram way, like people showing. What I'm saying is like you're you eat healthfully. You're not a big drinker. Like you probably try to spend as much time with your family and social life. Like that is something where you feel like you have the social support, you have the bond with your family. Like those are healthy practices. Not work making working out a priority when you feel like it's like shoving in another Q-tip into the Q-tip bin is like that is not healthy. So we have to kind of really flip over what we see as like living a healthy lifestyle. But I agree with you. Like I just, I just don't care anymore. Like there's silly things that'll pop up where I'm like, why don't these Lululemon shorts fit anymore? And I just like I, there's times when I'm like kind of want to go into a mind spiral and I'm like I just don't care. I don't care. Like there's a part of me too that I that I say to myself, I'm like, I'm 42 years old. Like, why am I still worried about this? Like, not that I'm saying I'm ancient, but there's a part of me. It's like, I don't want to roll into my fifties, like, wor- like looking back and worrying about this shit. Like, come on. And there's the, there's like a little bit of like maturity that kind of kicks in where I'm like, I'm just tired. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird. So would love to hear from everybody what your thoughts are around this. So let's have another episode uh, in the future around this discussion. I think we're going to wrap up for this week and that's all we got. You know, that's all we got covered a lot of ground. Yes. And um, I feel like this episode was like um, an inch deep, but a mile wide. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like we go real deep on one topic and other times we just like, start so running yeah we just started over here over here over here just did that and it's and it's, it's uh, great classic like joy it. and claire episode i like it too 
So you right, can guys. support us by going to girlsgonewildpodcast.com. Our website is up and it'll hopefully never go down again. We're, <laughs> we oh, I just hit my microphone. I was so excited. We're That's on great. our own server. It's the yeah. best. Never again. So you can Never support the podcast. Again. There is a actual link where you can click support the podcast where all of our sponsors are listed on there and you can use our discount codes and support the podcast there. Send us an email, girlsgonewad at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, join Claire underscore. Keep sending us messages and feedback. You can subscribe uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts and please leave us a review. Until next time. Bye. Have a good week. Bye.